Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Um, this will normally be the Ask Me Anything, What Annoys Me on Instagram podcast. Uh, it's not going to be that this time only because, well, what annoys me on Instagram will be a part or what I like about Instagram. I just may change the name, whatever. Uh, but the ask me anything has been pushed to next week just because let's face it. There's been so many mailbags from so many different, uh, Michigan mania or Michigan Wolverine, uh, football type podcasts that there's no questions that really can't be asked anymore right now. Until we see what's been put on the field. So I want to push that to next week. But trust me, every Thursday, Ask Me Anything is going to be an uh, episode that we need that will be done. So Because there's going to be fresh questions, fresh things that are going on in our world at that point, right? Um, but before we get into it, obviously, here are some things. Some self-promotion. Uh, the housekeeping, as I like to say. The uh, Big Game Pregame is right now on YouTube, on the Michigan Maniacs Podcast YouTube channel. Go find it, check it out, watch it. Uh, it's an interesting episode because I uh, was a bit frustrated throughout the night because I tried a green screen that just really didn't work that well. Or worked, but not to my, satisfa- my satisfaction. And I tried, that was a fucking pain in the ass. And there was just so many other things going on. Um, I don't think my reactions were, I think they were kind of dampered or muted, you know what I mean? But check it out. Uh, it was a, oh, and then the camera fell off and then it was just, it was a mess. It was a lot of fun though. Enjoy it. Uh, because of that, I'm doing something tonight that, um, I want to do the, uh, matchups like the, who's, who's winning this matchup, Minnesota, Michigan at quarterback, running back, so on and so forth. So join like subscribe at the Michigan Maniacs podcast YouTube channel. Also, uh join I'm going to be putting out through invite and dropping a link on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook fan page of the uh video chat that I'm going to be doing for the for the Minnesota Gopher game. Uh, it's going to be great. I hope that we all get together and we can all enjoy ourselves. So wait for that. Look for it. I hope to see you all on that chat so we can have a great night. Um, also, if you can rate and review or just uh, rate it. I don't care. On Facebook fan page, uh, the Apple Podcast, the Apple Podcast, podcast, the uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, anywhere where you can rate it, or if you can share it, or whatever, uh, gets my name out there, so more and more Michigan fans can find it. Uh, I'll be honest, and I've been saying this for a couple weeks now: the silent majority and the and the real maniacs out there have been doing a fantastic job lately of getting a lot of people to 
know who I am, uh, join the join the club, the whole deal. It's been fantastic. But continue to do it. COVID kicked me square in the nuts. And my viewership fell off a cliff. So I just want to get back to that. I want, like I've said, I want to be the number one podcast for Michigan football in the country. And it would be amazing for me to do that being independent, right? Not having 24-7. Not having Sports Illustrated. Not having USA Today. Not having Locked On. Being able to support me and push out my product, right? I want to be the independent choice, the number one podcast for Michigan football. And then maybe we'll be taken serious as maniacs, right? Um, also, let's see here. So the schedule, just so you guys know. Um, also, oh, actually, before we get to the schedule, I'm on all social media. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. All under Michigan Maniacs Podcast. Look me up, subscribe, follow, whatever. Uh, I'm putting out my own memes. I'm putting out my own memes. I'm doing whatever I need to to really put out the content so you guys can enjoy it. Okay? Uh, so, schedule. Tuesdays, big game pregame. Will also be videotaped and be put on YouTube. Thursdays, ask me anything and what I find on you on Insta on Instagram. Not not on YouTube. We'll just be a regular podcast. Saturday. Reaction episode will be podcast and YouTube. Okay, so guys, follow everything, be a part of it. Let's get into this right now. So uh what I want to do is start off with the matchups of uh, what we're facing here between between the uh, Gophers and our Wolverines, right? And I have a few notes and some things, and I, I don't think some of these will be hot takes, but I don't think they're going to be popular. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, what are we doing as a Michigan uh, Wolverine fan base? And why are we not holding these podcasts to account, Right. I don't know about you, but do you like hearing the majority of a Michigan podcast? Like, whatever Michigan podcast you listen to. If it's 24-7, if it's uh, Michigan podcast, if it's Locked On, if it's uh, Wolverine Confidential. The majority of them are picking us to lose this game. And I don't know if they're doing it because they feel like, oh, maize and brew. I mean, are they doing it because they feel like they've got to be biased to a point? Why? Why be biased? Listen, I tell you when I think Michigan can lose something, but I'm always going to err on the side of Michigan winning because that's what I am. I'm a Michigan fan. I'm not paid to be biased. Why are anybody who has Michigan football podcasts or anything dealing with Michigan football have to be biased? Why? Yeah, I'll tell you, we have a hard time against Penn, uh, Ohio State. We'll probably lose that game. Whatever. I can tell you those things, but I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you first how I think we can win. And then I'll, then I'll share some of my thoughts on why we might lose. But just to go out and pick us to lose, I get it against Ohio State. Sure, the track record's there. But what really fucking annoys me is these guys are picking us to lose against Wisconsin, 
which, by the way, doesn't track when you look at the history of how we play them through the Harbaugh era. Whenever we're at home, we beat them. Whenever we're away, we lose. Same thing with Penn State. But they're still picking us to lose to Wisconsin. They're still picking us to lose to Penn State. Most of these podcasts have us going 5-3. and 5-3, and three, some of us 4-4. Four and four. I mean, what are we doing? What are you doing as a fan base? You want to support these podcasts? You want to support these people who think they're doing the right thing? That's crazy. Yeah, sure, in reality, it could be that way. Fine, whatever. But shouldn't we be erring on the side that our team's going to win? I get tired of hearing them say, oh, Joe Milton can be this, this, oh, he's a life, he could be a program changer, this, this, and this. But I still pick him to lose. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? You make a case that we are, we have better speed. We have uh, better recruiting. We have Joe Milton who could be the best. But then we're still going to lose? They build up, instead of building up our players to be great, they build up the other team to be amazing. Tanner Morgan is not Joe Montana. I refuse to believe it. He's not going to do it. I understand that they went 11-2 and last season. But guess what? They played a weak-ass, they played a weak-ass schedule. They couldn't even, out of the three tough games they had, they went 1-3. and three. No, one and two. Sorry, one and two out of three. They they beat Penn State, which I didn't think was that big of a deal since they had them at home. No whiteout situation. So no real pressure there when you're playing Penn State at home. Um, then they lost to Wisconsin. Uh, pretty easily, Wisconsin handled them. And I think Tanner Morgan was sacked like five to six times in that game. Iowa dominated them. Even though the it was close, but the defensive line outclassed Minnesota's offensive line. They lost. In the three big games they had, they only won one. And where Penn State is much weaker away from home than they are at home. So even Minnesota, the toughest players, they, the toughest teams they had, they didn't even really play at home. And then they played Wisconsin at Wisconsin, lost, played at Iowa, and then lost at Iowa. I want. I think it was they played Wisconsin at home. I, I really, whatever. Fact check me. I don't give a crap at this point. Um, but still, oh no, they were they. Oh, that's even worse. Wisconsin played them at Minnesota and beat them. What are we doing here, guys? What? This is what you guys want. <laughs> and so let's get into this. So we're gonna break down. Uh, first, the offense, okay? Um, we're going to go with uh, quarterback down. So, I'm going to give the advantage to quarterback to Minnesota only because, only because, we don't know what we have with Joe Milton yet, right? I I believe he's better, but I can't, I can't give you proof of that. I just can't. So, through my eyes, I have to at least, because at least Tanner Morgan had a high, what, he had a high completion percentage, whatever. But I think he's, I don't even think he's better than Joe Morgan, Joe Milton. I just, I can't prove to you yet. So I have to pick it just because I have no other choice. Um, running back, we kill him. It doesn't matter. 
the Muhammad Ibrahim or whatever his name is was a uh, starter in 2018. Uh, ran off 140 yards against Auburn in a bowl game where Auburn really wasn't invested in the game. So I'm not going to say that this guy's a world beater. Okay, fine. Uh, decent, decent running back. But if he was so great, why didn't he beat out the two guys be in front of him? Shannon Brooks, I think, is the kid's name, and Rodney or yeah, Rodney Smith. Rodney Smith. Why didn't he beat out those guys? If he was so good, right, if he was something that we need to be so worried about, why didn't he beat those two out? And I don't want to hear because they're seniors. If that's how you're playing your team and that's how you're setting it up, you're a fool. You don't keep somebody, then we'd never hear about Trevor Lawrence or Tua Tagovailoa, right? We would never heard of Tua if if that's how good college quarter, uh, good college coaches run their teams. We just wouldn't have, plain and simple. Um, we've got Charbonnet, Haskins, and I know uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans took a year off. Same thing that you would have to say about Ibrahim. But he's not our main guy. He's going to be like a slot guy. He's going to be a utility guy. Our main two were there last season. Better than what Ibrahim is, in my opinion. If he didn't, If they didn't have to share, I'm telling you, uh, Charbonnet, in my opinion, would have had over a thousand yards rushing. I mean, he led the Big Ten in touchdowns. I think I don't know where Ibrahim was on that, but hey, whatever. I think our running backs totally dominate this category. And with the the uh, the weather looking to be very cold and chances of snow, running is right up our alley on that. That sounds like a running game, like I've ever heard of running weather. If I've ever heard of it. Now let's go on to wide receiver. Now I've heard very good arguments that Bateman is the reason why you pick this this uh, category to go to Minnesota. Absolutely, one hundred percent. The kid is very talented, right? But now maybe I'm just a contrarian. Maybe I like to pick fights. But listen to me when I say this. I'm going to go with Michigan on the wide receiver. Uh, pick only because they have Bateman and some guy with three names, right? Who maybe did something last season. We can hit you with at least what Giles Jackson, Cornelius Johnson, Mike Sanders, still uh, Roman Wilson, AJ Henney. We have at least five wide receivers that can do something. I think. If you ask me, Bateman has the biggest chance to be a bust this season. And I think he's going to hurt his chances of coming back. Or I think he's going to hurt his NFL prospect levels. Now listen, I could be completely wrong. He could show up and be an absolute stud. Absolute. could It could happen. But listen to me why I don't think that's the case. I think he's Alvin Harper. Now if some of you old heads like me, you know who Alvin Harper is. He is... The second guy out of the Dallas Cowboys uh, who had a lot of great, had two really great years, right? Because he was the second guy. Because everyone else was focused on Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin took all the, all the best shots, all the best cornerbacks. And then Alvin Harper was able to run free over there. Athletic, tall, speedy, all good hands. All the same things that you would think they're saying about Rashad Bateman. 
Now, I thought about this and I looked at some things and I want to just give some stats, right? Now, Tyler Johnson last season had eight. I said this last last episode, but please indulge me. Uh, Tyler Johnson had 86 receptions for 13, 18, and 13 touchdowns. And he had some like, I think, 15 yards average per catch. Bateman, because he was the number two, obviously, with these numbers, 60 receptions, 12, 19, and 11 touchdowns. With the average, and I want you to pay attention to the average on this because this ties into my point. The average of like 20.5, I think it was. I should have wrote it down, but it's like 20 yards per reception, right? Now, Alvin Harper. Okay, Alvin Harper, 93. He was targeted 67 times. Caught the ball 36 times for 777 yards receiving for an average catch of 21.6 with five touchdowns. Pretty damn good for number two in the NFL. At that, at that point in time, you have to think about the NFL at that point in time. Now, completely different garbage numbers, right? But back then when run was king, play action, all that stuff, especially how the Cowboys ran their team through Emmitt Smith mostly, uh... Big difference. So also, then, 94, 79 times he was targeted. Now pay attention to that. 67 times the year before, he caught 36. 94, 79 times targeted, 33 receptions. For 821, a bump. For 24.9 per catch average. Eight touchdowns. Much better year. Everybody's like, oh my God, what can he do if he was the number one? Is Michael Irvin holding him back? I, he might even made a Pro Bowl. I should have checked that out because that's exactly what Bateman was doing, right? Um, now, free agent. Goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he's the number one choice. The number one choice in this, right? The number Holding down the number one spot. Targeted, 103. Caught 46 out of 103 for a total of 633 yards received. 13.9 average catch for two touchdowns. So my point is, yes, Bateman, very impressive numbers for a number two. For a number two. What is he going to do now when he gets the best cornerback when he is now the focus of a pass of a defensive uh, backfield when they're they're looking to him to shut down what is he going to do is he going to continue to be great hey maybe he is or is he going to be an Alvin Harper I'm I'm putting my money on he's going to be Alvin Harper. I can't wait to see. I can't wait. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. And I'll admit that I was wrong. I've done this many times. But I'm not just going to go out there and be like, oh, look at the numbers. Why? He's going to, oh, he's so good. He's first team this and he's first team that. Blah, blah, blah. No, sorry. You got to work much harder for me to give you credit. And just because you're a great number two doesn't make you a world beater. I mean, for heaven's sakes, Tyler Johnson had 26 more receptions. 26 more receptions. I don't even know what the targeting was, but 26 more receptions. He was clearly the number one choice for, T- for Tanner Morgan. 
Tanner Morgan. What a name. Oh, it sounds like he's got a helicopter parent, right? I mean, literally, he's got a helicopter parent who tries to get every teacher fired if they don't give him an A. I mean, that's what um, Tanner Morgan, what a, what a name. Ugh. I mean, how do you, I mean, vaginal dryness is across the, the city in Minneapolis when they hear Tanner Morgan's name. Maybe they think he's got a trust fund, so maybe they, maybe not. But still, my God, you don't think anybody's tough when they say, hey, don't mess with me. My boyfriend Tanner's over there. Good Lord. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, just based off the name, our quarterback's better. Joe Milton. Now, that's a man's name. Joe Milton. Tanner Morgan. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but that's all I'm saying is let's see. Before we crown him, like Dennis Green said, before we crown him the Kings, let's just see what he has to do first. Let's, I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to be great. Right? So... Uh, let's get back to it. So I'm going to give the I'm going to give the edge to Michigan. Absolutely, so many different choices at at wide receiver compared to two. We have five legit choices you could throw to. Five, five legit choices that perfectly fit Josh Gaddis's offense. Now, right, we had the big three that were recruited for a different uh, different offensive scheme. Even though I think uh, Nico Collins would be phenomenal. I think this this year, I think Nico proves himself to be amazing, proves himself to be Randy Moss, as I do believe Rashad Bateman proves himself to be Alvin Harper. I just want you guys to hear it first. Now if I if I mess if I screw this one up, I'll admit it. But also, I want credit when I call him Alvin Harper and he proves it to be that way. But five choices to just to get Giles, I mean, Giles Jackson, seriously? Where, I mean, Miles, Mikey uh, Sanders still? Cornelius fucking Johnson? We're worried about, I mean, come on. More choices for Big Joe to throw to than Tanner had. Tanner has with the dude with three names and Bateman. I'm giving, I'm, I'm giving it. It's not a popular opinion, but I'm giving, I'm giving the uh, check mark to the, uh, to the Michigan wide receivers. Tight end is not even close. I think Minnesota has five tight ends that are coming back, but uh, if you know anything about the Colt leader, P.J. Fleck, he doesn't throw to his... His offense is not built to throw to tight ends. I just... It's not happening. Neither is ours right now with speed and space, but I'm telling you, Eubank and all, I think, are much better talents than whoever... The, I mean, I think the tight ends last season for Minnesota had a combined 10 catches or something like that. It's, it's awful, whatever it is. It's not impressive. So, oh, easy, easy, easy goes to the tight ends for Michigan. Boom. There goes the check mark there. Go to the offensive line. Now, if the rumors are true, well, before we get to the rumors, uh, I was originally going with the push with this. I initially thought, well, maybe, oh, maybe Minnesota 
beats us in this category only because they have all five plus an additional offensive lineman coming back. So you got the cohesion. I mean, and they weren't good at the beginning of the year, but they really showed themselves to be improving upon that throughout the whole season, right? And we obviously sent four amazing offensive linemen into the NFL. Um, But with ideas of this, I just, Ryan, just Ryan Hayes, and then you've got um, our buddy Mayfield, and then you have uh, Vistardis. These, oh, and then Stuber. I really do believe this is the biggest Michigan offensive line I've ever heard of. I think they probably average, uh, I haven't done the math, but I'm guessing after looking at these, uh, you're probably looking at uh, average height of 6'5", an average weight of about 330. This is one of the biggest offensive lines Michigan's ever had, and really athletic. Hayes was a tight end before they put put weight on him and made him a tackle. I mean, we all saw what Mayfield did to uh, numerous defensive ends. Uh, Epinesa, Grostos, Matos, or blah, blah, Pitos, or whatever his name is. And then also uh, Chase Young, shutting him down. Right, um, and we have harder schedules every season, pat over what Minnesota does. So I, I gave it a push, just because inexperience can't at the tackles. Stuber, I, I'm going to go with the push. Only I'm only doing that just because Minnesota has got the experience, but. If the rumors of COVID infections are true and they're missing two of their offensive linemen, the human mountain or whatever this guy is who's like 6'9", 400 pounds, I don't know how that makes a great offensive tackle. I mean, I don't know how athletic. Now, if he's athletic, uh, then he's great. I'd much rather have a 6'6", 320, 330 guy who's athletic and can move. But if you like 6'9", 400 pounds, hey, that's you. You know, it takes forever to go around him, fine. Uh, if that's true, if those COVID things turn out to be true, then it swings over to Michigan completely. So that means the only skilled position that Minnesota beats us in is quarterback, and that's only because I haven't seen what this new Joe Milton is. I believe he's better, regardless. But I still have to give it to Tanner because, you know, he had over 3,000 yards passing, a great completion percentage, whatever. And it, it, you've seen it, right? It's much better than whatever we saw out of Joe, only because Joe didn't play last season. Uh, then let's go into the defense, right? The defense. We're looking at defensive line goes to us, right? I mean, we could easily have one of the best front four in the Big Ten. Um, Quiddy Pay, and then you've got Hutchinson, who's being compared to the Bosa's. And then I truly believe Chris Hinton is going to be a man this year. He's going to just, he's going to be our Mo Hurst. And then I'm hoping Kemp has done something to get better, right? And then you throw in Donovan Jeter, and I think we have one hell of a starting four with rotations with Jeter. Uh, I really do. Minnesota, however, they're four. They're returning one out of the four starters from last season. One. I'll tell you right now, we're returning, th- well, three out of the four. And if you want to throw Chris Hinton in there, we're returning, re- we're returning all four starters from last season. 
we're much more athletic, we're faster, we're better. I mean, we're Michigan, for God's sakes. Defensive line goes to us. Um, linebacker, I mean, come on. Do they have anybody better than Cam McGrone and Josh Ross tandem? That might be one of the best tandems Michigan's ever had coming up, I think. But still, Cam McGrone last season? Name one, name one Minnesota linebacker that's better than Cam McGrone. I'll wait. Yeah, that's right. No one is better than that. They got decent ones, sure. Fine. Not better than Cam McGrone. Um, then we go cornerback. Okay, fine. I'll give the, well, obviously the linebackers go boom to Michigan. The check mark goes Michigan. Now we'll go cornerback. I'll give it to Minnesota. Fine. Minnesota's got the check mark on the on the cornerbacks only because they're returning uh their their uh well actually they lost their safety but that's a different position at this check mark station. But uh their cornerbacks are returning St. Juiced, a a Michigan uh cast off. I mean, I think it was for health reasons, so God bless him. I hope he stays healthy. I kind of liked him. He would he is kind of like Vic uh Vincent Gray, to be quite honest with you. He's kind of like that. Tall, lanky, hits hard, right? Just couldn't get... I mean, he just was at Michigan at the wrong time. He left probably the year he probably would have been used the most. Right, last season he left. Or got whatever. I I think it was a hard thing. I don't think he left willingly. I think it was a hard thing. I could be wrong, but still. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. So they're returning both their cornerbacks. We, however, aren't returning any of our quarterbacks, our, our cornerbacks, right? We lost Hill and Thomas. I know Vincent Gray played a lot, and if you watch his, I'm telling you, rewatch that Ohio State game, even though it's painful, and also rewatch the uh, the Bama game. He holds his own against far superior talent. Rugs, Judy. Uh, I can't even bring myself to talk about Ohio State. I just can't. Ugh. ugh. So, no. So, we'll just go Alabama. Ha- handled himself very well against uh, Alabama. I'll tell you. What, would you take Judy and Ruggs over Rashad Bateman, the college equivalent of Alvin Harper? I think you would. So, I'm gonna, I still want to give it to Minnesota because they have experience there and we're hoping, right? We are believing. It's the same position belief that I have in Joe Milton as I do in these cornerbacks, but still, it's there. Um, then we go safety. It's not even close. We got him. Brad Hawkins. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Hill, Daxon Hill, what are we doing here? These are the two best safeties in this, in this game. Bar none, hands down, whatever. Okay, so boom. We got him. I mean, in all the so that's why I picked thirty-one twenty. I don't even think it's only going to be closer because they're probably going to get a garbage time touchdown. I I truly believe we're gonna we're gonna shut him down. I can't wait to see what we do. I think Chris Hinton's going to make a mark in this game. Uh, I think by doing that, he's going to unleash or he's going to be able to let. Uh, Hutchinson, B. Hutchinson, you know what I mean, and really prove that he could be a Bosa. I'm very excited about this game. I really am. Um, I was going to get into what uh, I liked about or what annoyed me on uh, on Instagram, and a lot of it wasn't that I nothing really annoyed me to be quite honest. 
I mean, I don't like the fact that Urban Meyer says that Penn State is the only threat to Ohio State in the East. I mean, as we all know, um, they just lost their running back, Journey Brown. Uh, they can't. They have no real wide receivers to talk about because I think one of them transferred, number six, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. But even in big spots, he dropped the ball. Can't uh, Hamler in the NFL? Go Broncos. Uh, and Clifford wasn't a great deep threat quarterback, and you can't base a, a wider you can't base your offense anymore off of a tight end. So I don't know how Penn State and they don't even have their their main defensive player now. So how is that? How are they the only threat to Ohio State? That's what really annoys me. I can't stand that shit. So that that was that's really a bother. Also. This post on IG, I saw twenty four seven sports, and we it's one of those with the two helmets and you've got to pick, and the poll is Michigan's only winning uh, winning the poll by fifty two percent, fifty two to forty eight. How I just I don't I I've laid it out in the last thirty minutes I've laid it out why this is ridiculous. Sure, if Michigan doesn't show up and Michigan has a has has done that in times. But that's truly because I think the crowd gets them out of their game and they weren't they haven't been known to be mentally tough in 2018 and 2019. But with Harbaugh hiring a Navy SEAL working specifically on that mental toughness, right? I with no crowd and the and the the Navy SEAL training they've been getting on mental toughness, that I think that's eliminated Right? So I don't see how we don't blow this team out of the fucking water. I just don't. It, it's it's shocking to me that we, that we get such disrespect. Disrespect. I mean, it's outrageous. I mean, look at, I'll just even say it. Minnesota, I touched on this last episode. But Minnesota Gophers head coach P.J. Fleck on Joe Milton. Anybody who looks at Milton knows what kind of talent he is. He's once in a decade type of talent when you talk about his skill set. Go back and see if, and I said this on the last episode, go back and see if uh, old uh, cult leader Fleck said anything about that from Tanner. Tanner. Tanner's a once in a decade. Well, he better say it. Because if he doesn't say it, the helicopter mom, Miss Morgan's going to go over there and kick him right in the nuts. Because he Better not say anything about her pretty little angel, Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan is the Joe Montana of his generation, says his mother. It's a quote. Helicopter mother, Miss Morgan, says Tanner Morgan is the Joe Montana of his generation. Check it out. I'm sure she believes it. It's just, it's uh, it's annoying to me, right? I do want to touch, right before we get out of there, I do want to touch on Nico. We all know, so I'm not going to go on a lot about it, but we all know Nico's gone, right? He went to Adam Schefter because Adam Schefter is a Michigan grad and spilled the beans. Okay, Uh, but that was kind of, I mean, come on. You had to see this one coming, right? Uh, Listen, I think it would be better for him to be here this season because I really do think the second year of of this offensive, uh, of this offensive uh, system coming up. I'm sorry, something popped on my computer and I got distracted. But Gaddis's system for the second year, 
I think we're looking at a 2016 season for us, right? I really do. I think I think Milton's a better spate. I think we have the same offensive coordinator two years in a row. There's just a lot of comparisons. We had really good running backs that year. You know, we had a one-two punch. This way, this year we have a three punch. You know, just uh, we we have a lot of. But this year we have a much better offensive line, right? Much better. So I, I think that we're on a roll there. But Nico, yeah. I think he could have done better coming back. I could have think he could have served serviced himself better because there's so many good wide receivers going to be coming out in this draft, right? That I think relying on what he did last year, even though I loved what he did last year, isn't going to hold up against what the others do this season. But God bless him. I really do. I wish I wish him nothing but luck. I think he is going to be Randy Moss incarnate in the NFL. I really do. His size, his talent, his speed, everything about him screams Randy Moss to me. Uh, so, no, I wish him all the luck in the world. I really do. But what he said about Joe Milton I th- gets me even more excited and it makes me want to not pick Tanner over, like, to pick the quarterback grouping to go to Minnesota to get that check mark. But still, I mean, he says, and you've all heard this, he's ready. He's on a mission right now, you can tell. His time is now, and I feel he's going to take off. Nico Kellans on Joe Milton. And if he does, I'll leave you with this like I did last episode. If Joe Milton is everything that everybody, including the, the cult, the cult leader, P.J. Fleck, says he is, and if Chris Hinton turns out to be what I believe him to be. We're talking Big Ten title, folks. I'm telling you this right now. We're looking at a Big Ten title. And the only time that he sh- Joe Milton should ever be compared to Cam Newton, and I hope this is the only time, is how Cam Newton lifted Auburn to a national title in one season. So to say it can't happen is ridiculous because it can happen. Joe Burrow once now Burrow had two seasons, but he he really didn't understand the system or he really didn't take off that well season two or season one. But look what they can do in a short period of time. Burrow, Cam Newton, I mean you, I'm sure there's more. I can look it up. I just didn't even think about it this time. But if he's the only time I want to hear Milton ever compare to Newton is when we're we're fighting for a Big Ten title going into a national title chance run, right? Because it can happen. And I think everything's kind of, it's going in that direction, right? Gaddis has nothing but glowing things to say about him, about how he's and how he knows the offense. He's he's going to Don Brown to learn about coverages and blitz and all that kind of stuff so he can get better. No one knows the playbook better than him from what his own coaches say and players are more backing him than I've ever seen Michigan players ever back a, a quarterback through social media. We're talking Big Ten title hopes, guys. This is what's going to happen if Joe Milton is the man. You're not going to hear that from other. You're not going to hear that from other podcasts. They're too scared to go out on a limb and say that Michigan's going to win. We are going to win, but those are the keys to us being real. Okay, so guys, once again, 
The Big Game Pregame is on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe. Subscribe to Michigan Maniac Podcast on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, IG, all of it. Follow me. Subscribe. Whatever you got to do. Also, tell your friends about this 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 uh, podcast. I, I want to dominate. I want to be the best one we got. And I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to do the best I can for you guys. Um, also, uh, the IG video chat I will be doing through invites. And I will be dropping the link for all of you who don't follow me on Facebook. And wherever you or IG, you can find the link on all on all social media that I have, right? Join me. I'm dropping it Saturday morning. As soon as I get up, I'm going to drop it. And let's just have a great time, guys. Follow me on this stuff. Let's have a good time. And the next time you see and hear me, it will be the reaction episode of a great Michigan victory. And I can't wait to tap dance on all these other podcasts for talking so much shit about our beloved Wolverines. Or I will be pissed drunk screaming about how Harbaugh let us down. (laughs) So either way, it's going to be entertaining, I'll tell you that. So, guys, uh, it is is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.